just the scenes were just euphoric, you know, it was just brilliant. Helicopter day, so they've then helicoptered the trophy up. Uh, my two daughters are there on the pitch. It was just, uh, just the best day, just the best day. Welcome to episode 3 of Inverness Football Memories, hosted by Highland Football Weekly with me, Ian Ald. On this week's podcast, a true Cali Thistle legend, a real fan's favourite, none other than Barry Wilson, a man who's also played in the Highland League for Ross County, he's had spells at Wraith Rovers and Livingston as well, but he has achieved plenty of success with the Inverness club. He's currently first team coach at the Caledonian Stadium under Billy Dodds and it gives me great pleasure to welcome onto the podcast now Barry Wilson. Barry, how are you? I'm very well, Ian, thanks. Yeah, very well indeed. Barry, Barry, I'm going to start. We'll obviously go through your career and, and talk about your memories of of playing for Inverness Cali Thistle and indeed memories of your uh, of your footballing career before you joined Inverness Cali Thistle and indeed after but I'm going to bring you up to, to current date you're obviously dressed in Cali Thistle attire just now fresh from uh, coaching today you're part of Billy Dodd's backroom staff Billy Mackay has just recently overtaken you as the second top goal scorer I don't mean to rub it in but uh, I mean that that, that that itself is a fantastic achievement for uh, not only Billy um, but you know, what's your what's your thoughts then? You know, seeing that that record overtaken, are you slightly envious, or I suppose you'd be delighted to see Billy uh, yeah, grab the goals? Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, I did read a few of my ex-teammates saying that uh, I'd be gutted. Something <laughs> Stevie Hislop said, but not at all. Um, you know, records are there to be broken. It's yeah. not as if I had I was the number one. You know, I was the number two. So um, records are there to be broken, and I'm glad. That um, that is Billy's managed that, mm-hmm. and and I you know I really hope, and I said this to him that I hope that he can go on and and, and surpass Dennis because that means that we'll be we'll be successful if he can get another twenty goals and the closer he can get this season the better. Hey, listen, it's out what I did from ninety percent from a wide area. Um, I'm I'm very proud of. Um, but uh, as I said, at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm delighted for Billy. He's a, he's a great lad. He works hard, and uh, like I said, it's I'm I'm glad it's I'm glad it's him. Yeah, Billy certainly knows where the goal is, and he's a you know a very driven individual as well. And as you say, Dennis holds the record. You know, Dennis Wynas, another fantastic goal scorer for Inverness Cali Thistle throughout the years. Uh, can Billy do it? Yes, I mean, what does he mean? Twenty or something? 19, 20 goals. It's a good season, eh? Um, yeah, it's going to be, it'll be tough for him to, to, to do it this season, in, in all honesty. I mean, Billy's the type of player that can go on really good runs. Um, it won't be tough for him this season, but I mean, he's still fit enough that, he, you know, he's, he's, he's got more he's got more seasons than him, I'm sure. Um, so, th- there's, there's every chance. If he stays free injury, 
and he keeps getting the service and he'll produce the goals. And like you say, if he does score the goals, and indeed topples Dennis Wanis's record, it's, it can only be a good thing for Inverness Cali Thistle because it means that Billy's finding the back of the net, the team are winning and hopefully moving uh, back up into the top flight where we all want to see the club. Barry, this podcast is all about memories, looking at back at, at, at footballing memories that, that um, the listeners have, you have, for, ex- for example. You're very, well, I suppose, fortunate in a way to have a a footballing father. Um, your 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 dad, Bobby, of course, was um, a professional player himself. Uh, very highly regarded at Dundee as well. A legend, a Hall of Famer at Dens Park as well. Now, in terms of your your father's career, um, were you aware as a youngster of your father's career? What what was your kind of memories of of growing up with your dad being involved in football? Yeah, I mean, he was. I was born in 72 and I think he left Dundee in 76 yep. around about that so not too many memories although I was at a few games as a as a nipper uh, my brother Graham who's three years older than me he, he's got more more memories of of glory nights and European nights and, and stuff like that and I saw I saw a couple of black and white videos of uh, <laughs> my dad playing in Europe and, and scoring Vital couple of vital goals as well, so um, I was aware of it. And then obviously we moved when my dad then moved north, um, and you get older and you start. Sort of, he had he had those scrapbooks in those days, and and he recorded every game he ever played in as well. So there was always that. So I was brought up with that, uh, and I'm telling me, um, you know, how many games he played and and. A couple of European goals, which which is brilliant for a full back. I did manage to beat his tally European goals, but <laughs> I don't go on about that too much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so obviously we were we were embroiled in football from from then. And like you said, I was lucky enough that um, he was he was pretty much he was my first manager mm-hmm. in Ross County, um, and that in itself was a. Steep learning curve. I felt I had to be, and it probably helped me. I had to be better than than the average teenager, so to speak. I'm not going to say I'm better than the other players. That, that certainly wasn't the case at that age. Um, but I had to be better than the other teenagers to come through and, and to break through. And I was lucky. I had the one thing that players in my position need is is, is pace. You know, I was quick. Um, and that covers a multitude of sins at times when you're young and raw. Um, poor first touch, crossing no brilliant. Um, the things that came later on in, in, in your career. But at the time, I was pretty much, yeah, I had an eye for a goal uh, and I was quick. And that kind of broke me through the, the ranks and, and, and brought attention um, when it did. In terms of your, your footballing family, as you say, your, you know, your dad, Bobby, heavily involved in football as a youngster I'm assuming football played a massive part in your life what's your own indeed youngest football memory if you like oh my youngest football memory is probably I remember um, going down to Berwick Rangers when my dad was manager of Keith was probably one of the ones that I go back to and I remember sitting in the stand I would have probably been six or seven 78, 79, something like that. Um, and I think it was 
third or fourth round and tell a lie well it wasn't the Bear Rangers it was Hamilton and uh, sitting in the stand and, and been Keith going down there and being 3-0 up which was just mm-hmm. crazy stuff and uh, Hamilton pulling it back to 3-2 and just throwing the absolute kitchen sink at the team for the last 10 minutes or so um, but I'm holding out and uh, so that and the atmosphere on the bus going home is probably my first real um, real football memory um, my my I, th- I was thinking it was Berwick but it was actually Berwick but they played in the next round for a place in the quarterfinals at home um, and the, but they lost that one 2-1 um, another close game so that they were kind of my first real footballing memories and I suppose moments like that hook you you know that's you that's you instantly you know in love with football if you like yeah that's right definitely and and in particular probably it was the strikers at the time were Kevin Bremner um, and Ray O'Hara so I, I was really attracted to the the, the glory <laughs> you know the glorious scoring goals I thought yeah I, I, I prefer that but these guys that are just kicking the ball out the park <laughs> I'm sure you played with plenty of those guys that kicked the ball at the park as well, which we'll probably go into. Um, in terms of growing up, then obviously you know, you know, having that 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 footballing figure in the household and an influence around the place as well. Footballing heroes. Who was your footballing hero growing up? Um, well, I have to admit that um, although my dad was obviously, as you said, a Hall of Famer for Dundee, I was. I probably told you just before I was a. For some reason, uh, became a. And I haven't done the United fan. <laughs> um, when we moved back down, when my dad took the Wraith Rovers job after his spell at Keith in 82 or 83, Dundee United were obviously the team. Um, and my dad, fair play, and would take me to Tannadice, European nights. Right, obviously, okay. the day they won the league at Dens. So, leading on to that, that day, the guy that scored the, the wonder chip, Ralph Mound, he was my hero. Right, um, okay. And again, and, and it's weird because at that time I'm 10 years old, but Ralph was rapid. He had an eye for goal. He was two-footed. Um, and it was just something that I thought, I like that. I like that. You know, he he got you off your seat. Go on then, what are you going to do? You're going to go and eliminate a player. Going to go and run past somebody. Going to have a shot at the end or a cross at the end. And I thought, yeah, that's what, that's what my idea of football is, mm-hmm. is uh, entertaining. Yep. Fair play to your, your dad as well. I mean, taking you, you know, a, yeah. a, a dark blues legend turning up at Dens and, uh, you know, yeah. support, well, not supporting, but, you know, and I think it was in the United End, was it? Oh, yeah, we all, yeah, United End. And I mean, again, memories of the, the night they beat Barcelona. Um, the Man United game, that was incredible. That the two legs against Man United, um, so many. Uh, I didn't make the final. Funny enough, when I got when I got to the final against Gothenburg, mm-hmm. for some reason I wasn't there. Um, but the whole way through, uh, as I said, but the two games that stick in my mind are the Man United game and the Barcelona game. Were just just phenomenal atmospheres. You were at Tannadice that night for for those games. I mean. Talk to us about the players then that were playing for Manchester United and, and Barcelona. Um, you know, again, European nights are always special. Can you remember 
who was playing that night for Man United Barcelona? Man United more than more than Barcelona because obviously back in the day we, we, wasn't it like now when you could reel off the Armadillo's team Barcelona yep. because there was less coverage in foreign football um, or football in, <laughs> or in general. Um, but the Man United, yeah, I mean, you know you're talking, you know Brian Robson's. I think there was. Um, the Danish winger Lord, what was his name again um, blonde hair chap ah can't remember um, but like Arthur Alberson you know all your absolute well these guys who you just you grew up watching match a day yeah. where, there they were right in front of you Gordon Strachan and, mm-hmm. um, yeah just just great I think who else played maybe Brian McClare played for United at the time as okay. well uh, Mark Hughes so, just feel like legends of the game, and it yeah. was just—it was amazing to see a, a, a team from Dundee competing with them and, and and nearly putting them out. You know, it's amazing, isn't it? Because I always—I'm keen on taking, you know, my son to football and and making sure that the you know kids nowadays—it's not a TV show. You can actually go along and see these. You know individuals, but again, I, I, I you know, uh, back in the eighties, for example, there wasn't a lot of football on TV. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. go along and seeing these guys is the is the way to do it. You mentioned there, obviously, you know, a fair bit of moving around uh, with with your uh, with your dad uh, managing, of course, as well. When did you officially then make the move to the Highlands? Um, well, we moved up initially. We moved up in seventy seven. I said to to Lossmouth and Elgin mm-hmm. when my dad was manager of Keith mm-hmm. but then moved back down south when he was at Wraith and then came back up I think in 86 86 or 87 so I'd have been about 15 mm-hmm. um, when we moved back up when he took over at Ross County uh, 15, 16 something like that so we've been here since moved to Dingwall then um, and the family's been here since obviously I've been away and stuff but the family's been here um, since and uh, I loved it. And obviously, my dad had nine, ten great years at, at Ross County. Uh, and then, obviously, after that, pretty much following, you know, him and my mum just followed me around everywhere. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, now, you make the move to Southampton as a, as a youngster. Talk to us about that, that move to Southampton, because that must have been... So you've gone obviously from the central belt up to Elgin and then back down and vice versa. You know, making the the move to Southampton must have been a bit of a uh, an eye opener for a young lad. Yeah, it was. Um, obviously, I was eighteen, maybe playing every week. Um, I think I probably scored I don't know fifteen, sixteen goals maybe at the time, um, and. Roshi Fraser, another legend of the Inverness game, uh, was was not scouting. I think he was just putting names down to Ian Bradford, who was the manager at, at Southampton. I don't know if they knew each other or it was a connection between someone else at Southampton. Um, and then they sent, so they sent someone up to watch me, and actually watched me against uh, Cali in the semi-final of the qualifying cup. Mm-hmm. And scored one, set up one, and a week later, I was I went down for a 
trial and then um, yeah, they, they signed me uh, the start of the, at the start of the season and yeah it was an eye opener for sure first time really being away from home staying in a same with a family two young daughters and not real no real company it was and and it was hard um, I'm not going to lie I, I, the football was don't get me wrong football was amazing in two or three months I improved I was twice the player I was after the, the three months that I was there I felt just the daily training the play, you know training with players like the first four or five weeks I was there when Shearer was there he just signed, then signed for um, Blackburn you know Shearer Letizia Terry Harlock Tim Flowers Kerry Dixon um, David Speedy <laughs> it was it was you know how hearing that for the Highlands going down there and, and training with the first team was just mind blowing um, just big names everywhere and um, but I wasn't happy I just couldn't settle um, I couldn't wait to get to training and I used to hate leaving I was always like first there and I was always last away doing yeah. extra um, just because I didn't like going, going back to the house and sitting on my own um, and, and listen had I gave it more time fine but I, I was young and and uh, I was obviously and I, I got a lot of stick for coming home and and being a mummy's boy and stuff like that, but obviously I was I was dating. I'd been dating my wife Aileen, um for a couple of years before that, um, and obviously been married for twenty six years now. So you know it was obviously Aileen was more the reason than, but it was all family. It was family, and we've got we've also had a close family. Um, yeah. Anyone that knows us yeah, yeah. knows that we're close, and um, so that was that was really the main reason. You know, um, loved the football, hated being away from the football from it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had to make a decision, and um, okay, came back up, gave Hearts a go, and uh, then after six weeks of trial at Hearts, I took the bull by the horns and said, "I'm not coming back another week." Joe Jordan was the manager at the time, okay, and uh, and started playing back again with Ross County. You spent a couple of years at Ross County, and it's a very interesting time. It's a, it's a pivotal point, if you like, in Ross County and indeed Highland football's um, history. Because just before nineteen ninety four, and Ross County get uh, promoted into, or sorry, allowed into the uh, senior setups along with the uh, newly formed club Caledonian Thistle. Um, but just before that, obviously, early nineties, you're back at Ross County playing under your dad as well. You, you you talked about there early on about you know playing under your dad. What are your memories of of um, playing at Ross County underneath uh, your dad? But I'm assuming a, 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 amongst a, a bunch of characters in that Ross County dressing room. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and they weren't quick to they weren't slow in remembering me that, who my dad was and and stuff like that. But yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, we had boys like you know Gordon Conley. Um, terrific footballer um, who actually lived with us for a while so he became like a brother um, Gary Campbell who the three of us are still best of past still keep in touch and then, yeah. but, but other characters Robbie Williamson Billy Ferris um, you know Alan Duff you know just 
to, just to say, my dad managed to put together just a, a great squad of players um, on and off the pitch. Of our, the, you know, the, the camaraderie was brilliant, the away trips were brilliant, and uh, it was just a it was just a great time for for Ross County in at that level. Um, and like you say, that culminated in with the success that they had. You know, between ninety and ninety two, kind of set the set the the standards and 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 helped them become elected through different reasons apart from winning back-to-back leagues and cups and but Scottish Cup runs went away to Queen of the South winning 6-2 at Queen of the South winning 4-0 at Forfa um, 3-1 at Al you know there's, there's so many that you could you remember uh, and and proud to be part of them um, you know so that, that all helped them, them get into the into the league as the as the next team after Calderon Is there a memory that sticks out from your time at County? You know, a game, a moment that sticks out in your career because you said there, you know, success on the park as well. Yeah, for me, memory-wise, personally, I mean, I can remember winning the two leagues, and, and the first one I wasn't too thin because I was kind of breaking through. I was sometimes started something. The second year, winning the league more when when I was, I think. Billy, I think Billy left and I became the number one kind of winger mm-hmm. so to speak and uh, but the, the one the highlight for me in my own career the only hat trick I ever scored in my career um, was at Kings Mills okay and against against Carly in the Inverness Cup final and uh, I think the game was delayed about 20-25 minutes till the crowd in wow. you know absolutely packed Kings Mills I mean you couldn't you know, you couldn't lift your arm. It was it was shoulder to shoulder stuff. Yeah. And uh, I scored a hat trick against Cali. Three 0 up. I even like the Hamilton game. Three 0 up, cruising. Cali come back as they always did to three two, and just put us under the pump. Um, but we managed to hang on. Um, so from the personal point of view, the hat trick. Obviously, the team have won a trophy. It was it was one of the big trophies at the time. Um, but just the fact that. Is the memory of the crowds that we that we got back then um, for the big games? It was just they were phenomenal. The atmosphere that night was just electric. Did I hear you right? Is that the the only hat trick you scored in your career? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, one of my questions was, of course, because as we said at the very start, we're focusing on uh, the city of Inverness, its football history, and you know, obviously playing Ross County. Was there any? Moments to stick out, obviously that that being one. But in terms of Ross County against Cali Thistle, is the is the rivalry in the Highlands. What was what was the, what were things like as a as a an outsider to the area uh, back in the early nineties? Then because obviously we in Inverness there was three teams: Clark, Thistle, and, and Cali. And Ross yeah. County, what was that kind of rivalry like between the Inverness clubs and, and County? So it was uh, I. I I don't know where it, I don't know where it came from. Was it because County, when Dad took over, were bottom league? I think bottom league, pretty much amateur status. Okay. And then within a couple of years, we kind of you know blew past Clark and Thistle. So there wasn't the rivalry with Clark wasn't it was there, but it wasn't that big. And, and against Thistle, it was slightly more because the two teams were 
for a while were sort of so-so, but then County took off, we took off again and then became real threats to Cali. So the games against Cali were definitely, and I, remember, I think I remember back at the time people were going back to the 60s and stuff when there was big games against Cali and County as well. Um, but the, but the, the Cali County game was, was the big one. It was it was the one that you the crowds were there. There was a real I want to say hatred, probably not the right word, but a real passion and desire for their their teams to win. You know, okay. um, and yeah, they, they, so those were those were those were the biggest games with, without putting other ones down by any means. But the Cali games because they were generally. They could have been league deciders or they could have been cup finals and stuff like that. They, they tended to be the bigger games. And then, of course, uh, in a few years' time, you would pull on uh, the blue and red of Inverness, uh, Cali Thith. So in between times, y- you made the move to, to Wraith. Uh, as you mentioned, there was a, a family connection there uh, with, with your dad, uh, having uh, been, at, been at Starks Park. Uh, just briefly on Wraith Rovers, because you were at Starks Park at a time when you mentioned European. Uh, you scored a European goal for them. They were in the UEFA Cup, of course. That famous moment at uh, the Olympic Stadium at Bayern Munich. But but Wraith, of course, famously won the League Cup in '94 against Celtic. Quite an incredible time to be at Wraith Rovers. Yeah, it was. It was great. Again, through squads, they were just unbelievable players. Some boys that really carved great careers: Colin Cameron, mm-hmm. you know, Stevie Crawford. Gordon DL, Jason Dare, all these boys, you know, and Sean Dennis, Stephen McInnes, great, great squad. Um, and I signed for them. So Ross County played for. I played for Ross County against Wraith in the League Cup, start of the season after the Calgary Thistle and County had gone into the league, and played against County, uh, Wraith in the second round. They beat five 0 but it was. 0-0 at half time and we were the better side and I was giving the full back a real hard time and Jimmy Nicholl signed me in the back of that oh, okay. um, so obviously bittersweet because I got I got a move but the better side was that I was cup tied for the the final against Celtic having yeah. been playing so at the time I was playing in the league for them and then the, the, the Coca-Cola Cup as it was would be during a week I need to drop out and then try and get my place back again, get my place back. Um and uh, so that was that was that was bittersweet. It was great that you were there and your your team were had won it, but you just obviously not really been part of it was 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 a little bit hard to take. Yeah, because I'd imagine you'd be frustrated uh, sitting in the stands at Ibrox as it as it was back in ninety four. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned there, obviously, you know, one of my favourite players growing up, Colin Cameron. Uh, you know, just a a class act in the middle of the park that probably didn't get the, the recognition he probably deserved. He played Premier uh, League in England, of course, but probably yeah. didn't get uh, as much recognition as he should have uh, internationally. Um, Jimmy Nicholl, you mentioned, is, is your manager at Wraith Rovers. Again, another character. What was working under Jimmy Nicholl like? It was fun, enjoyable, hard, but you got your rewards. Um, obviously, I was I was commuting, kind of. I was staying with my um, my aunt during the week. Um, 
But Jimmy used to always, if you win on a Saturday, you got off every Monday, no matter. So because we were successful winning most weeks, we were only training Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and I was like, gee, I nearly trained as much as this when I was part-time at Ross County. <laughs> um, but uh, training was always enjoyable. was always trying to improve. He would always, I remember him, he wouldn't let me leave the training ground until I had beaten a couple of mannequins and put in three great crosses on a trot without and the amount of times you would get two and then and fail I'd be there for 30, 40 minutes at time and he would not let me leave the training ground until I put three great crosses in on the trot and, and slowly but surely my crossing ability uh, improved uh, from what it was when I was younger I mentioned younger that when I was younger it wasn't probably what it should be um, but he was the reason the start of the reason why yeah that improved throughout my career. And he's still, I think he's still coaching, isn't he, Jimmy Nicholl? He's, I know he's involved somewhere. Um, I've seen his name come up in in, uh, in conversations. Um, you make the move back to Inverness, uh, or sorry, back to the Highlands, uh, Inverness, Cali Thistle come calling in 1996. Of course, you know, it's the start of a, I know that you had the spell with Livingston, of course, but it's the start of a, a tremendous um, yeah. spell uh, associated with uh, the Cali Jags. Uh, Steve Patterson, of course, is the manager. I know that you, you know, have a lot, uh, you know, a lot of time for for Steve. You've, you've told yeah. me a number of times, you know, how how much you admire him. Uh, talk to us about that first conversation. I'm assuming it is with Steve Patterson about about coming back and signing for Cali Thistle. Yeah, um, obviously Steve at the time probably didn't think he could get me. I was just come from the Premier League, and I'd moved back up. I'd just got married, and just came back from my honeymoon and, and I had a letter from Wraith Rovers. I turned down a contract. It wasn't a great one that they offered me, so I turned it down. And I got a letter saying I was free. So I had nowhere to train, nowhere to keep fit. So um, at that same time, uh, Ross County had ceased services with my dad as well. So I couldn't go there because my... As that happened, myself and my dad were thinking, okay, well, I'll come back up and I'll maybe train with you and see where it goes. Yeah. Um, and then that happened, and so it could have been totally different. Okay. I had the not seen sacked my dad, but because it wasn't real, I remember it wasn't real sack, and there was a combination of both. But uh, so I ended up just asking him, and I said, train facilities. Okay. And then after a couple of weeks, I think Steve just came to me and says, Phil, what do you think? And I'd had a, an offer or two from England and I thought, no, you know, I think it was York and Grimsby at the time that, that came in for me. And I said, no, I spoke to Steve and I spoke to Dougie McGilvery who took me to the new, this is what this is what we were going to, we were going to be, he showed me the plans and um, looking if we can get this third division one we'll be full time so you'll be back full time so we need you to take it if you can be a year part time and we'll be back full time if we win the league and uh, I said right that's fine sold me on it and that was it that was just the start of the the love affair really um, and loved it loved every every minute since I've been there that early conversation you had or that early encounters with Steve Patterson because you know we've we've talked a number of times before about his you know his qualities and and that stage anyway 
uh, you know, he was he was the up and coming manager. I feel yeah. like he was the the next big thing, and he was you know he was he worked wonders with Huntley, and he was starting to get things right at Inverness, Cali Thistle as well. What were your kind of first impressions of? Of him and uh, and working with him and then obviously the the squad because he was he, he was bringing in some some good players too. Yeah, well that's what I was going to say. I think he's obviously his major strength and and Steve Matt himself. I mean, he, his major strength wasn't tactically or if tactically it was good, but even like functionally on the on training pitch that wasn't Steve's strength. Steve's strength was he was a people's man and. He was able to attract players and get players to play for him, which was huge all day. I mean, if you ever speak to a player, if you, if you really want to play for a manager that makes so much a difference, was I've once or twice in my career not really enjoyed playing for the manager, yeah. And yet, and your performances suffer. Um, but Steve, you just you would run through a brick wall for you know, and you could attract players and you could see a player. You know, he brought in Mike Teasdale, he brought in Brian Thompson, um, and then myself, Paul Cherry, Scott McLean in that summer. And I'm looking at him thinking, well, yeah, if we don't win the league with this squad, there's something. I'd been to training, I'd saw them. Um, at the time, I was still, obviously, Charlie was still playing, Colin Mitchell was still there, Herchie was still there. Um, Mike Noble, I thought, oh, I generally thought this would be a, this is just a it's it's when not if we win that league yeah and th- thankfully we were we were right. <laughs> what were your yeah. memories of that first season? Because you know first season at the club to to win that league, you know winning a league is special, of course, and no matter what yeah. league you win. But that again must have brought with it uh, good memories for you. Yeah, probably. I think it was weird the the, the transition for. I found the transition from part-time up to full-time easier than the transition from full-time back down to part-time. Mm-hmm. And that first year was probably my worst out of ten. Okay. Um, individually, as in goals scored, picked up a couple injuries, um, which I wasn't, you know, luckily I didn't have many injuries in my career, but that first year I picked up a couple of injuries. I only scored five or six goals. It was a poor return. Um, but the, the, do you notice the most memories were, were probably towards the end of that season. Also, we moved into the new stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I'm sure I got injured that Telford Street, and then I wasn't back until pretty much the first game at the new stadium. So the opening of that to the winning of the league at the end, with I think four games to go. Um, it was just the most the main the main memory was probably of the the atmosphere on the buses after away trips because we won nearly every week. Yeah, yeah. And Marcel and Charlie and Grass and Daisy Ross, you know, we all enjoyed a beverage. And um, back in the day, Mikey Noble, Hertz, you know, just great playing cards, winning a couple of pounds, losing a couple of pounds, just brilliant, brilliant times. I mean, really, that first year was. It was just so much fun, you know. Yeah. I think it was a team that knew we were better than everybody else. Yeah. And uh, but we were doing it as well, which is the difference. But that that's what that's what you're in it for, isn't it? You know, you're not, obviously you're in it to, you know, it's a it's a living. But you you know, 
making friends, making memories like the away buses. I mean, so many you know players I've spoken to at various different levels. Ultimately, when you break it down, you know it tends to be the social gatherings, the you yeah. know the buses. When you really come together as a team, and you know that that's that those are the the parts that probably fans don't get to see, probably probably for the best. But that's yes. you know that's um, that's what it's all about. That's what you're in it for. You know to to have these to have these moments. Yeah, and I think that was people always used to say it was a it was um, it was a hindrance for our clubs, and I'll include Ross County, yeah. not travelling every second week. Oh my God! But but we actually we flipped it and used it to our advantage because the team bonding was second to none. And in, in the day where we weren't professional and, and we were professional to a degree, but we weren't professional and. You know, we would be drinking on the bus on the way home, and you know we don't we don't do that now. You know, ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. Um, but it was that was like a fortnightly occurrence, you know, and it was just you looked forward to them. A, you were generally on the back of a good result, and we would maybe Dougie McGilvery always used to come up to us and say, "Right, he's like a bet, yeah." And you see, we were used to be maybe something. Like, Thirty pound for a draw and maybe fifty or sixty pound for a winner, whatever. He would say, "I'll tell you what, boys, I'll take the draw and I'll give you a hundred pound to win." You know, something like that. And we'll, yep, you're on, Dougie. You know, and if we would win, we would be battering them the whole way home. You know, and then, and then for if he won, he would be winding. Uh, if we maybe drew or whatever, that would it would make up for the disappointment. Even though he wouldn't have to pay us or thirty quid. It was just. It was. Just real, real good, good fun, good fun. Yeah, well, it's it certainly. I mean, there's you know plenty of stories of, uh, you know, over the years of of you know close Cali Thistle teams enjoying that kind of nine journey, and that I think yeah. that's what that's that sep in Ross County as well. I think that's what separates the the teams from the the Central Belt clubs. You mentioned there it was interesting of the, the stadium. Um, you moved well, the club moved there in, in 1996. It, the Caledonian Stadium will always, you know, divide opinion. Uh, you know, I know a lot of supporters and some people in the city don't particularly like it. I actually think it's it's a stadium with, you know, real character. You know, it's different. You know, uh, instead yeah. of these kind of identical ones you see all about the place and and okay facilities etc. But in terms of '96, it's a big upgrade from from uh, Telford Street. Um, what were your initial kind of uh, you know, memories and thoughts of moving to the Caledonian Stadium? Um, for me personally, brilliant because big wide pitch. Yeah. You know, Telford Street was tighter, it was, you know, the, the pitch wasn't great. Um, I'm saying the pitch wasn't great, but it didn't suit me so much, probably. Um, whereas we went to a big wide open pitch um, and in a team that's dominating possession, that was great for me. Um, but I mean I, I get what you're saying where it does divide opinion but I mean the amount of people that we get maybe coming from even now coming from abroad and and not thinking about oh it's hard for supporters to get to which it is I get that yeah, oh it's, yeah. it's it's isolated it's cold I get that I've, I've, I've done what you do I've done the commentary I've done the radio stuff I'm sat there absolutely freezing on a November <laughs> night covering Inverness and St Johnston or whatever it was and 
forget all that, but if you take that away, I mean, backdrop of the bridge, yeah, yeah, you know, the Murray Farf, the Black Isle, the mountain, it's it's stunning. Mm-hmm. It really is stunning. Yeah. So it's it's what you see from it. Um, I loved it. I loved playing there. Always look forward to the, to the home games. I could never understand why people come and go to their shell in home games because that was that felt like that was that was my yep. my stage. Yep. You know, and uh, loved performing there. Loved performing there. No. We could probably talk all night about your your Cali Thistle uh, career because you know you, you know you've you've been there and done it in terms of um, you know Inverness. Of course, you know we we've spoken a number of times about the night Super Cali went ballistic and you know uh, and, and all the, the the details. I'm sure you don't you're not bored of, of talking about that night um, itself. When you when you take that night that you beat Celtic three one and if you could only take one memory away from that night, what would that be? Probably at the end of the game, um, when we were in front of the Cali crowd, looking up and seeing my dad. Yeah. Sorry, getting a bit emotional. It's fine. Don't worry. Just thinking my mum. Um, Looking up, seeing him waving, realising that we had just a team of, out of that 15 or 14, 15 players, 10, 11 played Highland League. Yeah. I think that for me was the, wasn't the result so much, it was the, it was the fact, you know, Calder, Teasdale, Hastings, Golubek, Tokeley. Christie, McCulloch, Wilson, uh, you know, I'll probably, I'll probably miss one or two. I know Paul Sheeran didn't, Big Bobby Mann didn't, but wow, mm-hmm. these boys all played high league, just be Celtic at Parkhead. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, is Crazy. An, it was an incredible achievement for the club, and you know, it's a, it's a, it's, as we say, it's a night that sent shockwaves around, around the rest of British football. Um, and 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 for yourself, I mean, personally, that kind of put you on the, no, sorry, didn't put you, sorry, put Cali Thistle and and well, and indeed yourself and many others as well, you know, made made people and and Scottish people actually sit up and take notice. In terms of Inverness, if you like, did you feel that people actually did start to take uh, the area seriously, if you like, after that? Yeah. Yeah, seriously, I think so. I think, I know we progressed obviously from the third, second up to the first, and we were definitely a team that was going places, And uh, but we were they were doing it without doing a Gretna, for example, you know, not throwing wads of cash at it. Mm-hmm. We were doing it, and it was always one or two in at the end of the season, okay, maybe one or two retiring or whatever, or moving on. And one and two new ones coming in, but the nucleus was the same. I mean, you know, um, you look at you know again. I go through Calder, um, Charlie, and myself. All had talks. All had testimonials at the club. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, um, and that speaks volumes. I think of the, the people at the club as well because they're important. 
Um, the background, you know, your Jimmy Faulkner's, your Tommy Cummins, and, and these guys just, you know, that's and you saw the delight in their faces. What we were doing, uh, their small club was just just brilliant, man. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You um you left to join Livingston. Of course, I know that that's a you know a club that you've got a special place at as well. You're well received down there, and you know I, I no doubt made you know a lot of good friends down there as well. There's a, obviously a connection with John Robertson again, David Bingham. I know that you're friendly with David and um, had a great time down there as well. You played top flight football uh, in, in in Scotland with with Livingston. Coming back, you, when you came back to Inverness, Cali Thistle, did that give you that kind of drive that you know was the drive there to then take Cali Thistle up to that stage you know personally you wanted to play there again but you know doing so with Inverness Cali Thistle must have been an extra incentive yeah absolutely it, it probably listen I never lacked confidence or self-belief as you know um, but it, that the three years at Livio and winning the championship um, coming third in the Premier in the Premier League in our first season, Scottish Cup semi-finals, um, me ending up top goal scorer, um, it just gave me so much belief. And then obviously there was a, a management change at Livy, brought a Brazilian boy in, I mentioned earlier about if you couldn't play, f- feel that you could play for a manager, your yeah. performance would suffer. Yeah. And I'm not saying my performance suffered, but I wasn't happy there under the Brazilian manager. And, Obviously, then Robo stepped in. So that then, when I, when I did come up, um, and I remember Donald Park always saying to me, Barry, great to have you back, but don't drop to our level. Bring our players up to yours. Yeah. And I, and I tried to do that. Whether I'd done it, I don't know. But we had a hell of a season. Um, and it's probably my, my most fondest season with my most fondest memory in football that, that, that season I came home. Um, to play with Big Bobby again, Paul Ritchie, David Bingham. Boys I still go golf with every year. Okay. Twenty you know, we yeah. go holidays every year. Twenty years later. It's just shows you the, the bond that was there all day. Yeah, yeah. Um and like I said my my favourite memory in football is the David Beach St Johnson. No matter Celtic games, European nights winning titles with Wraith, County, whoever, that day was top of the tree. Yeah, it's a, it's a, an incredible day in the moment, uh, sorry, in the history of Inverness, Cali Thistle, but also I know that there is obviously a rivalry between Inverness, Cali Thistle and Ross County, and there has been for years of, you know, who does what first. And if you look at, the, if you look at Highland football in terms of, uh, you know, on its own, that day that you beat St Johnston, that's the day that, you know, SPL, Premier League, whatever you want to call it, came to the Highlands. That was a, a momentous day. You know, looking back, obviously now with the, the, the you know, with hindsight um is a wonderful thing, of course, but did you just could you did you imagine that day just what it would lead to in years to come, having both flights in the top flight? Could could you see that back then? I'm not saying yeah, I'm relying on saying yes because I mean, for two teams to do it, go from the third to the second to the first to the Premier League is is unbelievable. Ross County had a different uh, structure hours, obviously. Um, they always they were sort of always chasing us, you know, always chasing us. We would we got promoted first, 
to the second, to the first. So they were all and 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 probably it was maybe Ranklin Maroy a little bit and, and and they they were spending obviously good money on it. And, and listen, if you can do it, great. Why not? So I've no problem with how 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 they done it, changing managers. But I just felt that we done it the right way, right throughout. And uh, but I, I couldn't honestly say I can see them, you know, both being up there and and then obviously you know both winning cups, holding cups at the same time yeah. was just a phenomenal thing. Um, I commentated on the games. I was with BBC at the time, and it was just. It was surreal. It mm-hmm. really was, you know. And, and uh, I mean, both games were, were not been talked obviously, but um, just great, great occasions. And, and that I remember that period of of the Highlands. And I remember there was a derby not long after it where they both produced the the cups. I was commentating on that game, and it was just it was it was it was crazy stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I was involved at Cali this sort of time, and it, you know, it was just bizarre. Not bizarre, just um, trying to think of the right word. It was just yeah, incre- incredible. Uh, both yeah. cups were in there, but in terms of going back to to two thousand and four, you said that it was one of your you know your favourite memories of your of your career. Um, again, you know that day was a was a special day. Uh, take us back then. Uh, describe that that day to us then, because you know it, it was a special day for you and the club. Yeah, we'd obviously. I think we were. We'd obviously the week before we'd beat Clyde at Broadwood. Had we lost that, Clyde had won the league. I mean, they were there with the title that day for them. Um, and had we only drawn it, they had the advantage. But Stevie Hislop scored a brilliant header with maybe ten minutes to go. One of the best headers I've ever seen. Um, hope Hizzy doesn't hear that <laughs> but uh, so that put us a point or two points in front which meant that we had to win and uh, so we go out and the place is packed again just great great occasion sunny day and 7,000 or so at the game games we kicked off 5-10 minutes late and words got out that Clyde are already 2-0 up or 3-0 up at breaking so we know we've got a win. Yeah. There's no oh, there's this, there's that. We know we've got a win, and um, we score. We, we we start well. We score first. Then Keegan Bingy scores. Keegan Parker scores an unbelievable goal um, to make it one-one. I scored two-one. No disallowed. I remember it. I'm like carrying my left foot the edge of the box. Doesn't it count? One one at half time and Robo just telling us to be patient. Boys, we've got the players. Don't snatch the chance will come when the chance comes. Do not snatch it. Out. And then uh, obviously Bingy puts me through, get brought down for the penalty. And the most nervous I've ever been on the football pitch in my life, standing there in front of seven thousand, I've taken penalties at Parkhead and nothing was nothing was like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, nothing was like this. My legs were just solid. And obviously I had a routine where two big steps and just before I would play it, I would pause and look at the goalie. And if he put his weight one side, I would play it the other side. And, and I was going through a phase where it was working a lot. I scored six penalties, I think, that year. But Craig Nelson 
had been in goals against the previous penalty. So I'm beginning to get what I'm thinking. Oh, if he doesn't move here, I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, so I go through my. I'm so nervous. I wish you instead of going down for the penalty shoot, I know just can I know just scored. No, right. Anyway, no matter. Right. Luckily enough, Craig still puts his weight to his right. I put it to his left. Trundle it in. I mean, it's the slowest penalty. I don't know if you ever seen it, but it's a slow ball. Hardly hits the net. And then the third goal, I whipped in a corner and Paul Ritchie gets across. It's his last game for the club. He gets across, glancing header. And just the scenes were just euphoric. You know, it was just brilliant. Um, helicopter day, so they've then helicoptered the trophy up. Uh, my two daughters are there on the pitch. It was just, uh, just the best day. Just the best day. Yeah, it's like you say, it's your favourite memory. You can just, you know, see by by looking at you on the on the call here that you know it just, yeah, your eyes light up at the mention of it, and of course that's the memories that that everyone wants to hold on to. Moments like that. Now it leads to SPFL football, uh, top flight football. Sorry. In terms of over the next couple of years, you, you obviously are involved in you know some really big matches for Inverness Calais. So obviously the old firm. You know, they 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 sell their own story. They, you know, they're uh, they're massive games to to look forward to in the calendar. In terms of, you know, stepping up, you you've done it with Livingston, but but stepping up to play against like Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, Hibs. I'm missing one other big team, Hearts, of course. Um, but uh, playing against players, you know, of our higher caliber, if you like. Yeah. What what's the kind of um, Memory moment of, of kind of the SPFL chapter in your Cali Thistle career that stands out for you? I was going to say, no real moment as such, but the fact that for the three years, four years, getting lost down in my years, four, five years, I don't know, there was not, not an occasion where I felt we were ever going to get relegated, you know? Um, obviously, eventually we did get relegated. But it was after I had left, uh, finished. But there was no, and it was just the one where we played, where we were always comfortable, we were always nailing the top six, seven, eight. Um, and it was just a case of, yeah, this is actually. I remember a game at Tanadice, and we beat them 2 0. And um, Derek McGregor came. Now, a great friend of mine who works for the Sun. Um, do you feel you belong here? And I remember saying, "That's not that was our first season, I ain't more promise. And I said, probably not for another two or three years, Derek, because, you know, these things can happen. You only need one bad year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that never came. And it was just, so that, you know, going, going to places like Easter Road, remember winning 3-0 there, we had an unbelievable record against Hibs. Um, just, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be doing this. It was still that kind of inferiority complex. Yeah, you're now back at the club, obviously, um, and hoping to make more memories. Um, I know that last season ended. You know, it was a, a kind of nearly um, moment for the club. I'm assuming that, you know, having just spoken about getting promotion over the. You know the the years being involved as a player with Inverness Cali Thistle. How much would it mean yeah. for you as a man, as a coach, sorry, to to guide the club back into that top flight? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I know it's easy to say because you're you got to live in the now and not the past. But I mean, 
I mean, close to surpassing all, to be honest. You know, the club's been through some tough times, obviously. Um, getting relegated five years ago now and and, yeah. and after, so soon after being third in the league and winning the Scottish Cup. Um, like I said earlier, we always felt like expectation levels have got to be realistic and we always felt there were maybe people just expect too much of clubs our size at times um, and I think it was John Dockery who used to always say you'll only ever have one bad season and it's when you finish 12th mm-hmm. in, the, in the Premier League um, and not, unfortunately obviously the club well they've done it twice now but the second time still try to recover from that really and mm-hmm. um, and it's been hard you know there's been good strong teams in, in, in the league you know Hearts Ross County yep. teams that have went on and stayed in the Premier League um, Dundee United as well yep. and with no divine right to get back there and the, the longer it goes the harder it becomes because it, you know you look at you look at the crowds that come in, and I'm not saying the home crowd, I'm talking about the away crowds. You might get some games, you might get 30 or 40 away fans, maybe paying 10, 15 quid. So that's there's no real, it's, it's hard to, to produce income. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, if you were at Celtic, get Celtic and Rangers up every year, getting two, two and a half, three thousand. Um, that one game would be more than what probably comes a whole season in the championship. Yeah. So it becomes harder, um, and like everything, it becomes you know, money becomes tighter. Um, but we've got a good bunch of boys. Generally, got a really young squad. And as you like you said, I think we were so close last year. The problem last year probably was finishing third. I think. The setup and being quite vocal about it, I think the setups are disgrace. Um, where you've got to play six games at the end of a season, yeah, and um, within three weeks, six cup finals basically, uh, and we got through five and a half of them. Um, and the last half, at, the second half at St Johnston was was probably just that wee bit too far, and, and you know, and that. That was four 0 or whatever. I think it was four 0 at finish. Was you know, respective of what we'd, we'd done, uh, that was it was a great achievement for the boys getting there. But at the end of the day, we didn't get promotion, and and, and our concern is with the short window of the summer because you were playing four weeks after everybody else, yeah. and starting so quick with this other league cup group stage, yeah. it's very very hard for the players. And probably just with so many injuries at the start of the season that I'm beginning to wonder is that the reason? But we're they're coming back now, and we've obviously got a big game Saturday, um, and it would be great if we can get promoted because I generally don't think I, I think this is a year where there's a chance. I really do. And I know Dundee will have something to say about it. Partick mm-hmm. have something to say about it, but they're. You know, there's nothing in it between these teams. So we're winning the battles and then come if we can go on a run like we did last year, a good run like we did last year, I don't think there'll be the bad run that we had last year as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. 
Barry, just before you go, and um, we've talked about memories an awful lot. I'm going to test your memory uh, before we go. Now you've played uh, for many a Cali Thistle side and many a Cali Thistle strip. Now you joined in 1996, uh, and you left just what, 2000 and 2010. Um, 2009 it would have been it was something like 28th of December 2008 yeah yeah. so what I want you to do uh, could you name me every single shirt sponsor you had throughout your Cali Thistle career wow Satellite I think was the first one yep correct and then we went on to Scotrail. Scotrail, the famous Scotrail across the shirts as you went ballistic. Um, after that, One Touch. One Touch is one, one of them, yep. A Flybeat. Flybeat. <laughs> Inverness Medical. Correct. I don't think you'd played in a sharp jersey, did you? No, Sharp, I was, Sharp was when I was at Livingston, that was the yeah, blue and red, yeah, anyway. one. There's nothing wrong with your memory there. Five out of five. Oh, at least there you go, did I pass that? Is that the ball? That's the ball, well that's the ones anyway, and the, that's the ones anyway, and uh, yeah you said Fly being and Orion took over uh, 2010, so there you are. Yeah, the Orion were just after, just after I left, yeah. yeah. Spot on. Yeah. Your memory, there's nothing wrong with your memory. <laughs> It's doing things like this, mate, that keep it, uh, keep, keep it, talking about it. You keep, know, keep you it just going. Stop it. You'll, you'll have no chance of getting it back. So it's things like this that I enjoy, enjoy speaking to you, and uh, I hope the listeners enjoyed that part of it. Absolutely, Barry. Really appreciate your time this evening. Uh, good to catch up, and uh, and all the very best for the rest of the season for Inverness Cali Thistle. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Enjoyed that. Thanks, pal. Well, a massive thank you to Barry for sparing his time to talk to us this evening, and also share with us his memories of his career and indeed football in the city of Inverness. You can find out more about the project Inverness Football Memories online. It's ambari.org or you can just simply search Inverness Football Memories on Google. Next week on the podcast, we'll hear from an Inverness Thistle legend. Davey Milroy talks about his career and memories of football in Inverness. Thank you once again for listening and we'll see you next time.